Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. Our Father in heaven. In heaven. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. On earth. On earth. Earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. On earth. As it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive. As we forgive our debtors. As we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us. Do not lead us. Do not lead us into temptation. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. The kingdom and the power. The power. power and the glory. The glory. And the glory forever. 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 Amen. All right, I want to welcome all of our campuses to the second week of our series entitled The Lord's Prayer. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are joining us. You know, today and over the next four weeks during Lent, leading right up to Easter, we're going to be looking at the classic discourse where one of the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. We're going to be looking at the power of praying the Lord's Prayer, praying through the Lord's Prayer. What is prayer? How do we pray? When do we pray? And the power attached to prayer. I'm looking forward to it. I want to encourage every single one of you, every campus, to be in church leading all the way up to Easter. I believe God's going to do something great in your life. Speaking of the Lord's Prayer, I thought it would be appropriate to see what Boudreaux and Thibodeau, the deep theologians, had to say about the Lord's Prayer. One day, Boudreaux asked and challenged Thibodeau. He says, Meshach, if you're a religious leader, if you're a religious person, can you quote the Lord's Prayer? I bet you $10 you can't quote the Lord's Prayer. I said, that's easy. You kidding me? I can quote the Lord's Prayer. He says, all right, try it. Thibodeau responded, here's what I can do. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Butcher pulled out that big $10 bill. He said, man, I didn't think you knew the Lord's Prayer. This is for you. <laughs> Now, if you didn't laugh, you definitely need to be in church in the next four weeks. That's not the Lord's Prayer. Everybody say, Our Father, who art in heaven. Okay, that's the Lord's Prayer. How many people in our culture that would say they know the Lord's Prayer, and yet they really don't? Matter of fact, I want to make a couple upfront qualifications. It's important. I did this last week as well. I think there's great value. Many of us grew up reciting the Lord's Prayer in church, at home. There's great value. By the way, anytime you ever recite, declare, read over any of the Scripture, we believe all the Bibles inspired the Old and New Testament, there's great power in just reciting Scripture. But I believe that there's even a greater power in not just reciting the Lord's Prayer, but actually praying through the Lord's Prayer. Because I want to suggest to you again today that in the Lord's Prayer, I believe there's six topics. Everybody say, Our Father. Last week, we talked about Jesus turning to his disciples and said, okay, if, you, if you're going to pray, let me, let me teach you how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven. Now, let me make a couple upfront qualifications as well. The Lord's Prayer is not the only way to pray. I've been praying through the Lord's for over 30 years. I, I would say this. I think it's one of the best ways to pray. Because it's not only the, the topics of prayer, it gives you a model to pray, but when you go into the depths of it, like we're gonna study today. Matter of fact, Jesus' disciples 
Man, they'd seen him over and over and over again. He would get up early in the morning, and what would he do? He'd pray. I said this last week, if Jesus was fully God and yet fully man, he had no sin nature. Think about this. He never committed one sin. If Jesus Christ of Nazareth had to wake up each morning, and the Bible says he'd go to a solitary place, and there he would pray. He'd cry out. If Jesus, who had no sin, checked in with his Father each morning, how much more do we? How much more do we need to? The brokenness in our soul, the proclivities towards our own self-interest, and yet Jesus himself, and that was the context in Luke chapter 11. The Bible doesn't give us the actual disciple that did it, but one of the disciples went up to it. Let me read it to you. Luke chapter 11. Here's the foundational scripture. Luke chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. The Bible says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. The disciples had been seeing him for three years. He'd get up in the morning, he'd go to a place and play. He'd get up in the morning, he'd go to a place and pray. And one day, one of the disciples, I guess he snuck up behind him and the Bible says, now it came to pass as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, here it is, teach us to pray. In other words, we see your connection with the Father. Man, they would see the power that would come out of his life, the signs and wonders. They saw the passion, the purity, the power. They saw that. And they wanted to, listen, they wanted to tap into that. Whatever you're doing, however you're connecting with headquarters, whatever you're saying, teach us to do that. Lord, teach us to pray. So he turns to them and he says this, okay? Let me teach you how to pray. Number one, our Father. Everybody say, our Father. Matter of fact, if you weren't here last week, I want to say to all of our campuses, you can always go and download uh, the teaching, it's important if you can follow along. But, but I think it's important to note that the very first thing that he said is, your father, watch this, and my father, it's the same father. That, that we have the same, that's a powerful, powerful concept here. That, that, that when we pray, we don't pray to some distant God. We actually, my father, who I'm talking to in the morning, you can talk to in the morning. The second thing I said last week is that when we pray, we, we don't start by looking within. We live in a very spiritual culture. A very, I didn't say Christian. I said a very spiritual culture. And, 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 and people are attempting to, to, to go inward and they're trying to figure out all the... Let me tell you, it's real clear. When we pray, we pray to the Father. Watch this, but we don't look within. We look up. Prayer is connected to God. <laughs> He said, our Father who art in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. I usually teach you the New King James Version. There's some other translations that I use. A New International Version, New, uh, New American Standard, the ESV. I do different translations, but I, I often teach through the New King James. And so I, I want to read it. Matter of fact, I thought it would be cool for all of our campuses. You can follow along. We've got the scriptures on the screens or those that are following along online. Let, let's just read Let's read this together. Can we do this? In this manner, therefore, pray. At the count of three, we'll start with our Father. One, two, three. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven. I want to say to those of you out there that maybe you don't have a good relationship with your earthly father. I've got good news for you. When you come to Christ, when you trust Christ as your Savior, you get a heavenly father that is perfect, that you can trust that you can depend upon. How many of y'all grateful that we can pray to our Father in heaven? Our Father who art in heaven. All right, today I wanna talk to you about part two. Last week I talked about what does it mean to pray to our Father. I talked about the eight compound, Hebrew compound names of God. Only one God, everyone say one God. But there's eight Hebrew compound names. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, just like I'm, I'm father, husband, pastor, friend. There's only one God. I'm only one person. Same way. There's only one God. But he revealed himself in the Bible through these compound names. Why? Covering the need of mankind. You need righteousness. God is Jehovah Sidkenu. You, you need healing. God is Jehovah Rapha. You need provision. God is Jehovah Jireh. That was last week. Our Father who art in heaven, watch this, hallowed, setting apart. The name of the Lord is holy. Holy is your name. Today, part two. I'm gonna teach you guys today how to pray through the second part of the Lord's Prayer. Again, there's great value in reciting it. I think there's greater value in praying through it. Part two, Matthew chapter six, verse 10. Here's what Jesus said. Number one, pray this way. Number two, continue to pray this way. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus turned to his disciples. And this was like a revolutionary concept. Because he, he attached something that was foreign to them. He said, when you pray, I want you to pray this way. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Now, if you just stop right there, that's coming in the sweet by and by one day, right? It's going to come in heaven one day. The kingdom of God, man, that's going to be great. We go to heaven one day, but, but, he, but he actually went a step further. He said, when you pray, I want you to pray this way. Let your kingdom come. Everybody say it. Say, let your kingdom come. Let your what? Say it. Where? On. Uh-oh, stop right there. On earth as it is in heaven. In other words, Jesus was, he was inviting them into a prayer partnership where they were to participate with God in prayer, praying the kingdom of God and the will of God into the earth. Well, this was revolutionary. I, I thought the kingdom of God, now there are in the gospels, the term kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God. The, the, the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God, and that is in heaven. But, but we're not in heaven on earth, and yet the kingdom of God is on earth. The kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of God, wherever it is. What is the kingdom of God? It's God's rulership. It's God's reign. Now, let me tell you why we have a tr trouble with this sometimes. The, I know online people watch around the world, and we're so honored and Great for all those that are joining us each week, but I'll say this, for those of us in the United States, live in the United States, we have a little bit of a trouble with this because we don't understand kingdoms really well. 
We didn't grow up in a monarchy, and there are some functional monarchies today. We have a constitutional republic. In other words, we talk a lot about democracy. There's democratic aspects to it, but really, a republic is, here it is, you vote for somebody, they then go somewhere, whether on a local level, a state level, or a national level, and then they pull a lever and vote on our behalf. In other words, it's a representative form of government. That's not a monarchy. This was revolutionary language because, because Jesus was saying something so powerful. He says, guys, I want you actually to partner with me in prayer. And I want you to pray for my kingdom to come. What is the kingdom of God? It's the rule and the reign of God. The kingdom of God is not a place. The kingdom of God is a realm. The kingdom of God is in heaven, but the kingdom of God is also, watch this, to be prayed, to be manifested on the earth. There are things out of order in our earth. There's things out of order in people's lives, in people's families, in people's homes, in people's... There, there's things out of order in churches. There's things out of order in communities. There's things that are out of order in the nations of the world. And they need God's rulership. They need God's leadership. Let your kingdom what? Come on, say it. Come. Let your will be done. So the kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of God. It's not a golden throne coming out of heaven. It's in the invisible realm. You remember the Jews, the young disciples, when they were following Jesus at the Mount of Olives, they thought, is this time, are you going to, they, they thought the kingdom of God was when Israel militarily and politically would implement the, 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 the reign, physical military reign. They said, no, 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 the kingdom of God. You don't see the kingdom, you just sense the kingdom. It's the rule and reign of God in the earth. And the manifestation of the kingdom is when things out of order come under order. Yeah. The kingdom of God. Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The power of the kingdom. Paul writes in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. Power produces something. When you see, you can't see the kingdom with your eyes, but you can see the fruits of the kingdom in people's lives. You can see the fruit of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's the rule and the reign of God. It's God's rulership. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. It's, it's interesting that Jesus looks at them and he says, I'm inviting you into something. Number one, when you pray, you don't look within, you look up. Number two, you pray to our Father. We, we have the same Father. Jesus said, we, we have a Father in heaven. And then he says, I want you to pray this way. And I'm inviting you into something. I'm, I'm inviting you into a prayer partnership. I want you to pray, let your kingdom come. Pray it this way. Let your kingdom, in other words, let your kingdom come. Well, what? Let your will be done. Where is it? On earth as it is in heaven. How many of all things, how many of you believe that things are really good in heaven right now? Come on, just raise your hand. Real good. And yet Jesus was inviting his disciples to pray, let heaven invade the earth. Yeah. Let your kingdom come. This is revolutionary to your prayer life. This is a lot more than, oh, you know, God bless this and God bless that. All right. You know, thank you for the food. That's all wonderful and right, and we should do it. But, but this is a partnership where we are praying God's power into the earth. Now the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. 
the title deed, the earth belongs to God. And yet, and yet his rule and his reign, he's asking, he's, he's inviting his disciples to pray with him and to see. In other words, in one sense, to, to have one hand on, on heaven and one hand on earth. And that he's asked us as human beings to participate in seeing his kingdom come. What a responsibility. What a privilege. What a privilege. Wow. That I, I can be part. Remember, in the kingdom of God, there's subjects. And there's a king, by the way. Don't miss that. that there's a king. The, 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 the kingdom of God, we didn't elect God. How many of y'all grateful for that? You know, and he can't be voted out of office. He's God. You know. Yeah. But we can submit to God and his rulership. In his leadership. Hey, you know, it's interesting as a Christian, you'll hear this word a lot. You'll hear, have you received Jesus as your what? Say it, your Lord and what? Savior. The reality is most people know a lot about Savior, but they really don't know about the Lordship of Christ. Savior is, hey man, you can be forgiven of your sins. You trust in Christ. The finished work of Jesus on the cross he died, he was buried, he rose again on the third day. You trust Christ, your sins are forgiven, you get a fresh start. I mean, who doesn't want that? It's really the other aspect. It's his lordship. You see, his lordship is his leadership. So here's it this way. <clears throat> Do you want to be forgiven? Absolutely. But here's the other aspect. When you sit, submit to his lordship, you actually give him, watch this, the steering wheel of your life. Yeah. In other words, I'm going to give up the leadership of my life, and give it up to God. Yeah. What I found is, is that we can't walk in the will of God unless we're submitted to the lordship of Christ. We all want to walk in. Let your kingdom come. That's first. It's establishing his rulership. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. Pastor, why can't I see the will of God for my life? Why can't I? I don't know what's happening. Well, my question is not whether or not God has revealed it. The question is you can't see it because maybe you're not submitted to his leadership. His leadership is you give him the control of your life. The, the leadership. By the way, you, you ever seen that bumper sticker, God is the pilot, I'm the co-pilot? I'm not the co-pilot. I'm in the back seat. Come on, are y'all with me or not? He's like, but let me tell you something. I'm, I'm with him in the car. And that's so important that we understand that because, because it's, his, it's, it's Lord and Savior. The disciples were being invited into something that was so powerful. Whew. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let me just tell you the two extremes that I think that a lot of people, and then I'm going to give you real practical. How, to, how many of y'all want to know how to pray the will of God and the kingdom of God into your life every day? How many of y'all want to learn that? Y'all want to learn that? Three people? That's exciting. Well, I'm going to preach it to the five people that are excited about that. All right. This is so cool. Let me, let me just say, this. I think there's two extremes that I think that we have to be careful of in Christianity. One extreme is this. What I would call fatalism is if it's, if it's going to happen, God will do it, meaning that we don't have to participate in it. Are you with me? Well, if it's going to happen, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. He's just going to do it. Yeah, but, but he also invites us to participate with him. How is the world going to get saved? I tell you how the world's going to get saved. God is going to send preachers and people to share Christ with people. How, how, is, how is your neighbor going to get saved? Open the windows. Here comes the angels. No, no. He's going to open your mouth and you share Jesus. 
It's a participation. Now, he's the initiator. We're the responder. Two extremes I think we need to avoid. One is fatalism, where, where it's like, well, God's just going to do it. We don't participate. The other one is, if it's going to be, it's up to me. One is self-initiated. No, no. We actually participate. Everybody say participation. Yeah. God is inviting you and I to participate with him. I, I want to say this to every single one of you at every one of our campuses. If you understand this truth, it will revolutionize your prayer life. God has invited you and I to partner with him to see things change in the earth. To see things change in the earth. Everybody say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Andrew Murray, the great missionary writer, said, we must begin to believe that God, in the mystery of prayer, has entrusted us with a force that can move the heavenly world and can bring its power to earth. He goes on to say, God moves in the earth through the prayers of his people. God moves in your family through your prayers. God will move in this church, all of our locations. God will move in our through our prayers. God will move in the community through our prayers. God will move in our nation through our prayers. God will move in the earth through our prayers. Let your kingdom come. What are we doing? We are participating with God's desire, but he's looking for someone to pray it. He's looking for somebody to pray it. I want to be that person. For 30 years, in the morning, I prayed through the Lord's, actually more than that, I became a Christian October 1987. I learned how to pray the Lord's Prayer probably 88. I was really functional in doing it probably 89, so probably 30, 32 years. I've been praying through the Lord's Prayer. It's not the only way to pray, but I think it's a fantastic template. So how do I pray through, let your kingdom come? You remember, our Father who art in heaven, Powerful to recite, but it's a topic to be prayed. I talked about how to pray and declare who God is over our lives. This is now talking about how do we then practically pray, let the kingdom of God come, let the will of God be done. Number one, every morning I start praying God's kingdom and will to be done in my life personally. We start with ourselves in that sense. We, we, I pray that every day. Oh God. Let your kingdom come in my life. Why? Things get out of order in my soul. Uh, things get out of order in my emotional life. Uh, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I'm sure all of us would admit that emotions can get a, a little out of line. Can I just tell you, emotions are great, watch this, indicators, but they should never be dictators. They should never dictate truth to you. They should never dictate. No, 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 because they can change. And so when I have passions and affections in my emotions, every day I submit myself to God. God, you are in control of my life. You are the leader of my life. I follow you. Let your kingdom come. And I often do this. I'll put my hands on my chest and say, Lord, let your kingdom come. God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life, oh God. Effective, fervent prayer, the Bible says in James chapter 5. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person. Somebody that comes before God. They've declared who God is over their life. Now, now I'm declaring God's will and his kingdom authority to be established in my life. What am I doing? I'm praying through God's priorities. Number one is to submit to God. I love the fact that Jesus is my Savior, but, but I want to remind myself each day that he's also the Lord and Savior. That, that he's leading my life. That, By the way, and I want to say this for all of you that maybe are guests or maybe you're new to Christianity. Here's what's so cool. You can trust God because God's plan for your life is better than your plan for your life. It's more fulfilling. It's more satisfying. Why? Because God designed you. 
God created you. God loves you. And listen, when you pray, you can pray this in faith. In the morning times, Lord, let your kingdom come. Lord, let your will be done. <clears throat> I have a, a room in my house above the garage. It's built out. We didn't build the house. We bought the house a couple years, three, four years, three years ago, I guess. And it's really cool. It's my room. And, and I have a closet where I've built out the closet. I've got my books and stuff. And my books, oh gosh, preacher's books. That's like a holy place. You better be clean before God to walk into that room. I mean, there's just a power. Okay, I'm just playing. But my point is, is that I've got my, and, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'll walk back and forth on the floor. And this morning, I put my hand on my chest. I said, Lord, let your kingdom come in my life today. Lord, let your will be done. I, I don't want to, listen, I don't want to miss God's plan for my life. I don't want to, and, and if I, let me tell you, and if I walk outside of that, every day I'm freshly submitted. You know what Paul talks about? Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let me tell you, there's only one problem with that. A living sacrifice can crawl off the altar. You ever thought about that? A dead sacrifice is dead. This is deep theology. Look at that thing, it's dead. Paul says you present yourself as a living sacrifice, which means daily you've got to present yourself before the Lord. Lord, let your, everybody say, let your kingdom come. Say, let your will be done. So I begin with myself, Lord, let, and I ask the Lord, Psalms 139, Lord, search my heart, oh God. I don't want anything in my heart that would block your will. Lord, I don't want anything in my heart that would block your kingdom, full manifestation of your kingdom power. Oh God, let your kingdom come. Let my words be pleasing to you. Let my thoughts, let my emotions, any emotion that's outside, Lord, uh, that's trying to hurt me or keep me back. Lord, I, pray, I submit that to the will and word of God. Now all of a sudden I'm feeling confident because I've looked up, I've not looked within and I'm praying God's kingdom authority in my life. I'm coming under the lordship of Christ. Now watch this. I'm not getting saved. I'm not getting resaved. But I tell you what I am doing. I'm getting resubmitted. Number two, after I pray for myself, then I pray for my marriage. I pray for my family. For those of you that are single, pray for the close relatives, loved ones, your family. For me, I'm married, so I, I'm praying, Lord, I thank you. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my marriage with Jennifer. I declare this morning, probably 7.30 this morning, 7.15 this morning, I'm in that room. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life, oh God. Lord, I submit myself to you afresh. Lord, not my plans, but your plans. I know your plans are good for my life, Lord. Lord, you're a good God. I thank you, Father. I, let your kingdom come. Lord, I thank you for Jennifer and I. Lord, I, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my marriage, oh God. <clears throat> Why? Because I know that every day the enemy's strategy is to cause division. God's plan. Let me tell you, how do you know what God's up to? Just look what the devil's trying to do. What is the devil trying to do with marriage? Divide. What is God trying to do? Keep oneness. And that's why I'm going to pray that every day, Lord, don't let anything, don't let anything get between Jennifer and I. Because I know that if, 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 if she and I are on the same page, there's great power when a couple gets on the same page. And I'm praying that, oh God, let your kingdom come. Lord, let your will be done first in my soul and in my marriage. And then I start praying for my kids by name every morning. Every morning. As they're born 25 years ago, Isabel Conrad 22, William 21, Annalise 12, and I, by name, oh God, let your kingdom come in Isabel's life. Lord, let your will be done. And I start declaring that. By the way, please hear me. The word, let your kingdom come, erokamai, it's in a, an imperative sense. I'm, I, I, I'm actually declaring God's will to be done. <clears throat> you got to see this. It's, 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 it's not passive. It's in the imperative tense. 
in the Greek. Look it up today. After church, not when I'm preaching. So, so in a sense, it's a declaration. Let your kingdom come in my life. Let your kingdom come in my family. Oh God, let your kingdom come in Isabel's life. Lord God, I pray for Conrad. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, oh God. So I'm declaring that over my kids' lives. Lord, let your kingdom come in William's life. Let your kingdom come in Annalise's life. Let your will be done, oh God. Open their eyes to see how marvelous you are. God, and I just start praying that. Now I'm praying in faith. I'm declaring the word over their lives. Whew. I first started with myself. Lord, let your kingdom come. I'm praying for Jennifer. If Jennifer's in the room, of course, we pray together. And we'll hold hands and pray together. But if I'm by myself, Lord, my marriage, and then I, my kids by name. Declaring that over my kids, Job 22, 28, you will also declare a thing. You will decree a thing and it will be established. There's power in the tongue. There's power in declaration. Declare over your family. Declare over your family. I know what some of you guys say, well, <clears throat> my son is not saved. My daughter, that, that is even more so. You need to pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, oh God. <clears throat> I, I, let me tell you, my parents prayed for me until I was in college. I was a prodigal kid. I was away from God. I, let me tell you something. My parents would pray for me. My mom would tell me, I'm praying God saves you or kills you. I mean, I'm telling you, she's radical. That's probably not the best strategy, but it, you know. And I'm telling you, I could not, and I mean this, before God, I could not sin. I could not, when I was in high school and college, before I was a Christian, I could not sin and enjoy myself because I, it was like, I'd be in a French quarter messed up. I'd look, ah, there's my mom's face in prayer. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, listen, God is hearing your prayers and those prayers are tracking those prodigals down. I'm telling you, they're tracking them down. I want, I want to say this to everybody. Don't give up praying for your kids. Don't give up praying for your son. Don't give up praying for your daughter. God hears your prayers and he's going to answer your prayer. Come on, how many of y'all believe that? Acts chapter 16, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your household. We stand in faith. I'm an answer to God. I'm an answer to my parents' prayer. Whew. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Jennifer and I, let your kingdom come in our marriage. My children, Isabel, Conrad, William, and Annalise. And then I go to our church family. Number three, your third priority. And we're praying. What are we doing? We're praying God's priorities in our soul, in our lives, in our marriage, our families, our children, and now our church family. And I want to say this with, with no shame at all. I pray for the pastors in this church. I'm asking you to pray for the pastors in this church. I'm asking you to pray for me. Pray for me to pray for Jennifer. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of y'all would be honest enough to say that there's been a time where I've been preaching the word, any of our locations, and I've spoken to you, and I've declared the word of God, and you're thinking to yourself, this is crazy. How does he know what I'm going through? Would you just raise your hand and just put it, okay, okay, let me help everybody. I don't know what you're going through, but God does. But, but watch this. But I do as your pastor read the Bible. That's a good thing. And I'm crying out to God. And do you believe that God maybe, well, he does, that God can shift my thoughts and put a scripture in a message and God can direct. God does that. Why? Because all I am is the Domino's pizza delivery person. Now, I, and I'm, this is a little gross. I do happen to eat a piece before I give it to you. I know when you guys open up, it's like, where's the, the piece missing? Well, I'm going to eat some of the word before I give it out. I want y'all to know that. 
But I, but I want to say this. I want to say this. I need your prayers. I'm going to tell you, I, as spiritual leaders, the last two years, I'm going to just tell you something. <laughs> leaders in general, but spiritual leaders, I'm going to tell you, 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 I don't even talk like this. You have no idea the spiritual warfare in the life of a pastor and their family. You have no idea. Strike a shepherd, the sheep scatter. What happens if Jennifer and I's marriage doesn't make it? It affects thousands of people. Are y'all with me? And by the way, good report. We're doing great. Okay, just to let you know. If I get into some addictive pattern, if I fall in some type of a sin, are are y'all with me? This is a big deal. That's why I pray for our pastors all the time. Why? Because they got more sin issues than I do. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just joking. I'm being very transparent right here. We need your prayers. It's spiritual. We, we, we need your prayers. Their families need your prayers. Their kids need it. The enemy strikes pastoral leadership. Trust me, I know a lot of pastors all over the country. Trust me. And they get feedback real time online of how many people don't like them. Just remember that. So I, I, I say this with no shame. I need your prayers. I pray for our staff. I pray for our elders. I pray for Pastor Randy, our lead team, Pastor Doug, and Pastor Danny, Pastor Gary. And I pray for, then I pray for our dream team. How many of y'all are grateful for the thousand small group leaders that we have in our church at Church of the King? I, I, let me tell you, I couldn't pastor. We, we, we can't pastor 10,000 people I, by ourselves. We need, we, thank God for all the thousands of dream teamers in our church. Small group leaders. And I pray that. Listen, if you're a small group leader, you need to know Pastor Steve is praying for you. Lord, let your kingdom come. Lord, bless their families. Lord, bless them in their jobs. Oh, God, prosper them, spirit, soul, and body. Lord, anoint them. Help them in their lives. So I'm praying for the pastors. I'm praying for our eldership team. I'm praying for our dream team. And then I pray for faithfulness to the church members. They would be rooted in the house of God. If COVID has done anything the last two years, it has is, it is uprooted people from church. Listen to what the Bible says. Psalms 92, 13. Listen to what the Bible says. Those who are what? What's that next word? Say it. Planted. What's that word? Say it again. Planted. What's it say it again? Planted. Not Easter and Christmas only. How you doing? Good to see you, Pastor. And I want to say, I'm going to see you back at Easter. What have you done the last five months? Can you grow spiritually only eating two meals a, a year? And I love our online audience. We have thousands of people all over the world. But I want to just say this very clearly to every person that's watching online. If you live near one of our physical locations and you're not sick, you need to be planted in a physical campus worshiping God with other Christians every week hearing God's word. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can't duplicate corporate worship. And you can't duplicate the, 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 the prayer altar. You can't, it's, I'm going to tell you why. We need, those that flourish are planted in God's house. Can you imagine if you took a plant and it was just taking roots? Ah, picked it up. And then we're going to go just here. And with that, pick it up. No, no, it's week in and week out. Being in the house of God. Being in the presence of God. Being in the kingdom. Of, why? There's something about being planted. Let me tell you something. When I became a Christian, I'm pressing right now. When I began, I wanted to be in the church every day. And let me tell you, I still want to be in the house of God. Not because I'm a pastor, because I'm a Christian. And let me tell you something. The world is rough. Oh, it's rough. Wow. I thank God. How many of y'all appreciate the body of Christ? Come on. How many of y'all appreciate the body of Christ? 
And I pray for you guys in our church to, for them to be faithful to Christ, faithful to the word. Then I pray for the harvest. I'm almost finished. Stay with me. Man, I, let me tell you, I know some of you that, Pastor, I can't pray more than five minutes. I don't know what to say. You're about 15 minutes into this thing now, and you're only on the second line. You're like, this is amazing. Maybe Jesus kind of does know what he's talking about. I'm praying for the harvest. Isaiah 43, 6, since you were precious in my sight, you've been honored and loved. Therefore, I will give. Now, y'all may think this is weird, hokey. I really don't care. I stretch my hands out in the morning time. Look what it says here. I will give men, I will give men for you and women for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I'm with you. I will bring your descendants from the east. By the way, that's natural and spiritual children. And I will gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. I stretch my hands out around all of our campuses when I'm praying in my little uh, study above my garage. And I'll put, Lord, I'm just praying. And I'll talk about campuses. And I'll say, Lord, those to the east, we're praying for your spirit of conviction over those neighborhoods. God, that people's eyes would be open. They would hear the gospel. That all Bible churches would be filled with the word of God. That people would get saved. And I'll put my hand out. Why? I'm calling in the harvest. That's what I'm doing. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life, in my marriage, in my four children, in our church, and in our communities, oh God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, God. Man, I'm 17, 18 minutes into this thing. I'm like, my God, I'm so fired up. Let your kingdom come. Do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters to the end of the earth. And then I'm gonna close with this. I'm only on the second topic. We've still got, give us this day our bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those. Number one thing that'll stop your prayer life and clog it up is unforgiveness. I'm gonna talk about that in two weeks. And then deliver us from temptation. And then thine is thy kingdom. It starts with God and it ends with going back in worship. It starts with worship and it ends with worship. For thine is the kingdom, the power. Look at this. I pray, Pastor Steve, is it biblical to pray for political leaders and those in authority? According to the Bible, it is. I pray for our nation, our political leaders. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, I say, first of all, that supplications, prayers, what's that next word say it? What is intercessions? It's when I'm, when God gives me his burden, his heart for people, and I'm praying that and giving of thanks for all men, for all kings and all earth authority, whether you voted for them or not, whether you like their political agenda or not. You bet, let me tell you. I'm not saying get under, what I'm saying is get under the word. And the word says, pray for them. What do I pray? I pray, Lord, surround them with godly people. I don't care if they're Christians or not. Lord, remove wicked counselors from around them. God, let your kingdom come. Lord, let your will be done in their lives. Oh God, and I'm declaring it over their lives. I'm declaring it over their lives. For all kings and all that are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. There are things out of order in life. There's things out of order in our communities and our culture. I wonder what would happen if every believing Christian really believed that they had authority in prayer and they prayed this way. What would happen? Uh, what would happen to the cities of America? What would happen to the global cities? What about the situation in Ukraine and Russia right now? Lord, let your kingdom come. Everybody say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. 
Lord, I just pray right now, God, for that situation. God, I pray for a divine intervention in that situation. God, I pray for protection of lives, of innocent lives. Oh, God, I pray for a speedy resolution of that. Awaken the minds of the leaders, oh, God. Cease that and desist it. Lord, I got to pray for a divine supernatural intervention, oh, God. May the churches, may the voice of God arise among the people in the churches right now, even in the Ukraine, that are worshiping God right now, we pray. Yeah. You can feel that. You're praying in alignment with God's will. The nations tremble at the voice of God. So the Bible says, yeah, let your kingdom come. I pray for churches all over the globe that preach Christ and Him crucified. Bible preaching churches for revival to come. Revival. Oh God, sweep the globe. Revival. Churches are revived. Culture and communities are awakened. Awakening, oh God, in our community. Lord, let another Jesus movement happen. Some of you got saved in the late 60s and early 70s when the Holy Spirit was poured out in America and then it swept the world. I'm believing right now as a pastor of Church King, oh God, pour out your spirit like you did in the early 70s. Pour out your, Lord, may there be an awakening in our culture. May young people get saved. May middle-aged people, may all, Lord, pour out your spirit in our nation and the nations of the world. How many of y'all are believing for that? How many of y'all are believing for that? I'm gonna ask our campus pastors to come on stage right now. I wanna say a couple more things. After every one of our services, every campus, every location, Every one of our locations, Baton Rouge, and Biloxi, and Bay St. Louis, and Kenner, all of our campuses, our, cam our new campus in Atlanta, Georgia, all of our campuses, we have an altar after every service where we have prayer workers that are there to pray. Pray what? To join with you in faith. You never have to leave a service at Church of the King without somebody praying for you. We believe, listen, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God answers prayer. And we say as a people, let your kingdom come. Come on, say it. Let's say it at the count of three. One, two, three. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Lord, we thank you for your word. Pastor Doug, come. We thank you for the power of your word. Lord, you're teaching us how to stand in faith and to pray the kingdom of God into the earth. That was the invitation of Christ. Lord, help us these next four weeks, even as we move towards Easter, oh God, to teach us how to build a daily prayer habit. Lord, teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done. If you just made a decision to give your life to Jesus, I just wanna personally say congratulations. We believe that it's the best decision that you could ever make. And as a church, we're standing with you, we're cheering you on, and we wanna partner with you. We, don't, we believe that life is not meant to be done alone, especially this area of following Jesus is meant to be lived in the context of community. So would you do us a favor and text the word decision to the numbers 822-822. What that does is it really just gives me an opportunity to personally follow up with you, hear a little bit of your story and maybe how you landed here at Church of the King and how we can best equip you on this new life of following Christ. The Bible says that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And, and my heart for you as a pastor, our heart for you as a church, is that you really would walk into that fullness of life that Jesus has for you. So go ahead, text that word decision to the numbers 822-822 right now, or you can click the link in the chat room and we would love 
to hear from you. It's gonna be an amazing journey. And speaking of community, we have this amazing community here at Church of the King Online. And one of the ways that you can engage with our online family is in something called our Online Family Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that already, I would encourage you to jump in. It's a place for us to share prayer requests, to be there for each other, and really grow together as a church family. So if you haven't joined it yet, click the link in the chat room or the link that's on the screen right now. We'd love to see you in our Online Family Facebook group group. Well, that concludes our service. We've loved having you here at church today. It was so awesome. And I know Pastor Steve is fired up to continue our series called The Lord's Prayer next week, week three. And for the ladies, don't forget about Women's Night. It's this Tuesday night. We're going to have an amazing time and we'd love to see you there. So you guys have an awesome week and we'll see you soon.